There's a place here at the table Your coats go by the door You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done, we're having a night Hi guys! Hi guys! I'm Ari. And I'm Sophie. And you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. Oh my god, she said it all in one breath, folks. It's amazing. (laughs) All that breath training, all that vocal training. Comes in handy. What'd you eat this week? This week I ate... You know how I've been talking about how I wanted to make the miso black cod from Nobu? Yes, I feel like we've been talking about it a lot, actually. I made it! Oh my god! It's easy! Fantastic! It's so funny how easy it is because... Well, funny maybe is the wrong word, but it's so expensive. It's hilarious. It's, it cracks me up. It's so expensive that every, well, at Nobu, obviously, but yeah. every imitation of it is so expensive. And the fish is expensive. Right. But it's just miso, sake, and a little bit of sugar. Yeah. And you, like... Put it in a pan to uh, to dissolve the sugar in the miso and uh, reduce it. And then you, I put mine over my fish in a, the marinade in the fridge for just a day. But yeah. they say you can do it for four days. And then I put it under the broiler for, I don't know, six minutes. Oh. It was exactly how it tasted at a restaurant. That sounds so good. very fancy. Highly recommend. Some where, ginger. What did you serve it with? And also, where did you buy the fish? I bought the fish at Fishtails in Cobble Hill, um, Black Bass, which is also sable. I didn't know that. So when you buy sable from like a Jewish deli um, as, as a smoked fish, it's yeah. bass. Um, it's a very fatty fish, similar to like a Chilean sea bass. Really hard to overcook. Flakes right. really nicely. Great fish. That's yes. what you need. You need fatty, fatty fish. Oh my God. It's so tasty. And I served it with stir fried bok choy. Delicious. Yeah. Although dream. it got really watery and I overcrowded the pan and I thought of you while I was stir frying it. I was like, shit, I put too much in. Well, yeah, exactly. you, you just drain it. My boyfriend is very into making marmalade and he has entered his marmalades into several competitions in the last few years. So we spent doll. the weekend making marmalade, which Amazing. was so much fun. And then, of course, eating the marmalade. I didn't fully like eat it, eat it, but I figured because it's something that I made recently, I can talk about it. So we did a Negroni marmalade. So it's oranges, grapefruit, and a little bit of Campari. And then my marmalade was supposed to be a Meyer lemon elderflower grape, uh, elderflower marmalade, which was so good, but then it didn't fully set. And I was so sad. What was the consistency? It's like just a much runnier marmalade. So like it still has all of the pith and the peel in it and it looks like marmalade. But then if you tip the jar, it flows. It's not as viscous as you want it Uh to be. So like I couldn't possibly enter it into a competition. No, sadly. Um, I tried to save it. We added pectin. We added more sugar, blah, blah, blah. I have like one jar left in there just because the flavor is still delicious. Oh, you could use it on something. That's what I was thinking. No one's going to notice. You could serve it with cheese. I was thinking that I'm going to make maybe a marmalade cake. Yep. Or make my dad's birthday is on Monday and make him a cake and do like a thick layer of, instead of doing icing, do a thick layer of either creme fraiche or oh unsweetened oh whipped cream. Oh my God. And then just put the marmalade on top yeah, of it. Like certainly. Elderflower flavor it. I mean, it's so nice. It's so floral. I support this idea. Thank you. Wow. That's um, very cute. So that was what, that was my, 
my uh, introduction to the mar- to the world of marmalade competitions. Bam! Fish and marmalade. Yeah, what a combo. <laughs> Classic. So this week. This week we have on a good friend, special guest, our friend Micah Stock. He's an actor. Fabulous actor. Very funny, but also very good actor. You know, like, so funny, but so... Usually you can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> so funny, but also so soulful. Yes. You may recognize him from Brittany Runs a Marathon, Escape at Danamora. Uh, he was nominated for a Tony for It's Only a Play, if you're a theater buff like we are. Yep. And he, you can see him in the upcoming TV series, The Right Stuff, about the astronauts. Did you see that movie, The Right Stuff? No. God, it's a good movie. Oh, I'll watch it tonight. Um, but he contacted us because he was like, <laughs> guys, um, can I come on your podcast? I really want to talk about potlucks. Yep. And we were like... Come on down. Of course. What a great idea. Especially because Ari and I, as you probably can tell, are control freaks. So we're like, potlucks? Why would we ever do a potluck? Yeah, just like slowly (laughs) pulling my hair out. I love potlucks. Um, So listen up, and I hope you learn a thing or two or have a laugh, because it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Micah and I met doing this play with one of the longest titles I've ever uh, encountered. I think officially. The longest title. Yeah, it's like the fourth or fifth longest title in the American theater. Yeah. Wait, what's, what was the what was the title? Michael von Siebenberg melts through the floorboards. I think it would be longer if it was Michael von Siebenberg melts through the floorboards or... Yeah, I hate oh. the flamingo play. Yeah. You know, one of those. Oh, really yeah. Like, wow. I always hate that. Yeah. I feel like people love or, to do that. Dissonance. Yes, exactly. What? <laughs> I'm also reasoning that there are longer titles, like Hallie Pfeiffer's If Anything Happened on the Way, the gynecologic oncology unit at the Memorial Sloan right. Kettering Cancer Center in New oh. York City. That's longer. That is technically longer. <laughs> That's technically longer. That, so how, it's like, how do you put that on your bio? It's just, you got to do it using ellipses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But we met and we, I mean, there were points in that show where I would come on stage and I could not make eye contact with Micah because I was going to break. It was just so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. We Let's had, try that again. That You know, since this is a food-related podcast, I feel like it's important to talk about the fact that we ate. It was a play about eating humans. <gasps> oh, wow. Uh, okay. and comedy, it, though. Yeah, yeah, obviously. This is comedy. You're about a cannibalism it's comedy. It's yeah, a whole it's genre. <laughs> yeah. And um, this was sort of the start of the new wave of cannibalism comedies. <laughs> and um, my character would turn the human meat into a milk milkshake <laughs> yeah. consistency, mm. and and then we also had like oat, oatmeal that they would dry oh, out yeah. and and turn into like a goopy paste uh-huh. that I would eat on stage. Oh, and um, people would go ape. Sh- it was so gross. Oh. Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky wasn't ready for <laughs> no, they weren't for that play. I thought that play was hilarious. Little segue into our episode today, which is not about acting. Unfortunately, it is about potlucks. But Micah and I, we would we would eat these great meals, but we would also kind of have these kind of mini two person sad potlucks sometimes yeah. in our in our little rooms uh, in mm. Louisville, and we would just eat candy for dinner, like yeah. children. I mean, we were like twenty six. I was younger, not to make it oh, about sorry. age, but I was a little bit younger. <laughs> I was twenty three. Oh. So you're 29. I'm 30 now. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm 50. <laughs> yeah, and she said that's that seems right, right? You were 26. Yep, and now I'm three, and you were you're 50 you're now. Right, right, right. Now. <laughs> yeah, I remember specifically a a night where 
it, well, everyone would sort of band together occasionally. And if it was like, if there were people over the age of 30 there, which we were not, then it would be like a charcuterie spread. Right. Of course. And I feel like you hit 29 and something you're like, oh, charcuterie, you got to have it. You, you always have, have it. <laughs> yeah. Even if someone just pops over, you're like, I have meat and cheese. Exactly. But at this it's point, always. we weren't quite there. I mean, you were on your way, maybe. I feel like you were more into food at that point. I was not. I was raised vegetarian and had only eaten cereal for the first 23 years of my life. Okay. And I remember getting those Reese's peanut butter cup eggs, mm-hmm. the ones that only come out at Easter. Easter. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was our, our meal. And maybe some Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. And it was delightful. And we would we watch Drag Race. Are you a big Pollock guy? I love a Pollock. I love it because I love a collaboration. I love that because it tells you a lot about people based off of what they bring to a potluck, where they are in their lives. Oh, boy, that's true. You know, like, there's always the one, usually, I don't mean to make generalizations, but usually a dude who's, like, not, you know, hasn't really learned how to even clean himself yet. (laughs) And he always ends up bringing, like, Tostitos and, like, the spinach artichoke dip. Oh. Which, well, honestly— Is it good? He's sorry, Micah did like a he's unscrewing a cap spinach artichoke. Dip. Oh, yeah, We're not, not talking a bagel, like this yeah. is not like a homemade artichoke dip. This is no, 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 no. there are no actual dip. artichokes yes. in it. Sure. I think there's like they probably took a bag of frozen spinach and then you know, coagulated, hydrogenated cream of some kind, right. and then put like you know, some chemical like, sounding and a lot of like onion powder or something or. Granulated garlic. Yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah. Those even sure. sound more natural than what is in those <laughs> You're dips. You're right. You're right. But there's yeah. always a guy. He probably brings Tostito scoops, which. Uh, oh, are you I dissing a, a Tostito scoop? scoop. The, scoop. the shape is not. Like, I love a Tostito, but the shape of a Tostito scoop feels like it's going to get lodged <laughs> in the back of your throat. Like, it's like a pentagram yeah, yeah, shape. Yeah, if you decide not to chew it, it's, it's the definitely going to get lost. You, you guys chew? Well, I just throw them back. I you, fill them up all the way. Who's, who here is a chewer? It's the shot equivalent of like, yeah. a chip. Totally. Yeah. Pound in this room is a chewer? That's oh what they God. say on the bags. They're like, don't chew it, just shoot it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't scoops. believe they haven't but come under it's attack. It's funny that you talk about this guy because, first of all, he's guac guy. He's a version of guac He's guy, an early right? version He's of guac early, guy. early guac guy. Who's guac guy? Oh, my God. You say you're a fan of the podcast. Oh, oh dis. Oh I don't listen to every episode. Guac guy is that fine. guy. It's really okay. Guac guy is that guy who comes over to your house and is like, listen, guys, like, I brought over my homemade guac. Like, clear the way. I'm going to set it out. And you're like, yeah, but I made, like, a Middle Eastern feast. Like, guacamole has no place here. Uh-huh. He's just, like, super proud of this one culinary skill that he has. Yeah. So this is sort of like early guac guy. Yeah, it's like in five years he's going to be making guac and think it's the <laughs> best thing. Like, he just discovered that food could taste good. Yes. And, like, dude, cilantro? Like, tastes so awesome. Your guacamole. <laughs> okay, so there's Tostitos dip guy who's a subset of guac guy. Right. Who's, like, an early, early stages of guac guy. Mm-hmm. Guac guy eventually, if it gets to a point where he's like, I found out you could put Greek yogurt in guac too. That's like his big. Definitely. Oh yeah, when he well, and also it gets real toxic when he doesn't even make the guac at home. He brings all the things to your house, so suddenly he's like taking over the kitchen island to make yeah. the guac. He's yeah, exactly and he's space. got like chilies in adobo or like garlic oh. powder or or mayo, and he's like, did you know this adds a special flair? <laughs> in mayo and guac, I can't. People do that. They Get do. It. They definitely do. I'm pro mayo, generally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank but not in guac. You. Not in with you. Yeah. 
But more than like a typology, I was thinking about like it can tell you because the truth is, is at different times in my life, depending on what's going on, I I have been Tostitos dip guy. <laughs> I've also been like I made, you know, chicken tikka masala in my Instant Pot mm-hmm. guy and like brought that too. Right. So I've had, you know, I've I've gone past it. Yeah. But if things are like really rough, yeah. I, I wouldn't be above uh Post breakup, you gotta get those Tostitos <laughs> scoops and that spinach artichoke. It's dip really just it. an advertisement for what's happening with you. <laughs> no, more than enough. <laughs> what are you talking what are you about? Talking about? <laughs> I'm so happy and content. I love my life and Tostitos. No, I I made a point. We so I, right now I'm in Florida, and we do a lot of shooting a television show, and we there's like a lot. You know, we're in Orlando, and so. Um, we band together. It's like working in Louisville. You sort of like, you know, you end up staying together a lot. And I, I have been, I've one up in it, even though I'm going through a rough time in my life. I brought pretty good stuff to potlucks. Do they do? Do you guys do a theme? I don't. Because it's hard to bring chicken tikka masala if you don't know what other people are going to be bringing. That's Valid true. Point. Like I can't do a potluck if nobody has given me guidance, which is why I end up bringing chips or chocolate. Right. You can't go wrong with dessert, I think. You but know? then I always fear that everyone's going to bring dessert. Then it's a dessert party. Oh, That's man. the theme. That's not a bad party. You know, because... Well, or will somebody at least say, you bring a side, or like, you bring a protein. Yeah. That's like what they did at Swim Meat Potlucks. Right. You know, that was like, if your last name is A through E, right. oh, yes. you bring a salad. But in the Midwest, salad can mean a lot of mm-hmm. different things. Like marshmallow, yeah, or like marshmallow salad. Oh, what's I mean, in that? What? Marshmallows and Ready Whip. It's like apples, Ready Whip, marshmallows. I love that apples are always the thing added to make it a quote unquote salad. It's very <laughs> weird. It's like Jello salad, Jello apples, mayo. Like it's such a bizarre. Yeah. There just has to be like one natural component to call it a salad, I guess. Yeah, because otherwise it's just like sticky cream based. Right. Not a things. salad. But you salad. know what? In Europe, sometimes it's like that, too. So maybe, you know, cheers to the Midwest. Dessert salads are like a, a thing now, I guess. It's a salad as long as it's deconstructed and you scoop it. Oh, okay. I like that thinking. It's a good definition. And it's cold. Yeah, hot I can't salad. think of a hot, hot dessert salad. Hot salad is a great name for a band. <laughs> it's a, it is a for band, band named Hot Salad. Whoa! Hot, right? Hot Sounds- chip? Hot Chip is a band. Well, we were just saying that one of the, like, a good adult way of doing a potluck in terms of that for a swim meet A through E is salads, is like you do a spreadsheet, you put down what you're bringing, you see what everybody else is bringing, so that everybody can sort of create a cohesive meal and simultaneously bring something that they feel would go well with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So that it's not, so that 15 people aren't bringing chicken. But, like, also you can make a dish that you're excited about bringing as opposed to assigning. Because I think assigning can become problematic, yes. right? And it kind of gives you the opportunity to just come out with it with, like, hey, guys, I'm not going to. Maybe you have a note section on the spreadsheet. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to be really busy on Friday, so I'll probably, I'm will i going to bring chips. Yeah. You know, you can just kind of come yeah. right out. You don't have to True. explain yourself. And also, if you're really eager to make something particular, you can hop right on that doc. Right. Whereas if you're a latecomer, you may just have to slot into the hot veg section. Right. I think that's a great idea. I think it's like, you know, if you have like a weekend with like a bunch of friends and you go away, 
like the smart thing to do is be like each person take a meal. It's like a, a long-term potluck. Yeah. And that's what we do because then everybody gets kind of have a relaxing weekend and then like each person takes on host just for one meal. Yeah. Wow. I feel like my mature friends do that. I have a lot of anxiety about, like, I want to bring the best thing, but I don't want to be braggy about it. Mm. So I want to, like, play it down. Much like an outfit. I really want to wear the crazy shit that I have, but I don't want to be that person all the time. So it's like, how do you—I just don't know what my signature dish would be. Probably, like, some chicken. Like a like um some chicken thighs maybe that have been marinated in like a bunch of herbs mm. something that can be served room temp, but I don't know I don't want to be the chip girl, because I want because mm. then people will be like but are you don't you have a podcast about food why did you just bring Tostitos? The last time you cooked for me you made a really delicious I mean you're the reason I got an instant pot. My we God. watched we watched. Air quotes, the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was just an excuse. And there might have, maybe I brought Tostitos. <laughs> I think that's I'm, the perfect Tostitos excuse. And she was making like a green chili verde oh, yeah, chicken yeah, thing so in the spot that was delicious. Yeah. It was like, you know, I know people hate this word, but it was moist. No, I, I, I hating Mo- that word is same. moist. It was a moist green chili verde. Oh. It was a moist green chili verde on the night of yeah. the Super Bowl. Oh, but you know what? That's actually when I was telling you about potlucks, I told you about my grandmother. Yes, please. Rest, rest in peace, a wonderful woman who, by the way, drank a scotch and water every day at 5 o'clock pretty much until the day she died. Yeah. Oh, I think I think a lot of people who live real long do that. Yeah. And she was totally with it, 100% with it. Mentally until they shed, but she was actually quite a good. I mean, she was definitely wherever we went, she would cook something. But then her later years, when she wasn't as able bodied, she took to sort of the old staple of like the the of queso dip. Uh-huh. Where, but but instead of making it, she would just bring the block of Velveeta cheese, the can of rotia salsa, <laughs> the Fritos, and then she would just like hand it to the whoever <laughs> whoever walked by. Where she was planted, and be like, like put it in the microwave at yeah. one thirty. Put it in a bowl, stir it up, put sour cream on top. Oh my god, that is a, that's a, that's a real power move. Yeah, that's a big time power move. You can definitely do that in your later years, right? I feel like you earn that. Imagine if we did that now, in in our current I like years. Case, I like queso dip. Oh, I yeah. know. I love queso, but I mean, if yeah. you showed up at a potluck and we're like. Here, I brought all the ingredients. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I think that's a whole other personality type. Someone who brings something that's either assembled and not yet cooked. Not knowing that you might have other things in your oven. Just being like, oh, I brought this casserole, but it needs to be baked. Oh, no, like, I, no. But, but I also feel like there is a type that comes over. It's sort of like a guac, I think. We're right. Comes over with all of the things disassembled and then things oh that they're going to assemble. It's like... Mm. No, this isn't a cooking show. I don't want to watch you go through these steps. If you are a person who somehow like has done a whole mise en place before, and you bring over all your little Tupperwares, sure. Really? Like if you're, I mean, there's just something that feels very chefy about. I'm gonna that. do that to you and see how you feel. Well, I'll obviously be like, okay, but like then put all your okay. Tupperwares okay. back together and like yeah. get it out of my sight. But don't use that knife. But that feels so chefy, you know. But if you come over and it's just sort of like here's a head of lettuce and some, I'd be pissed. Right. We've yeah. come up with like a Myers Briggs sort of <laughs> typology. Yes. It seems specifically within potlucks. Uh huh. Oh yes. There's the dis the disassembler. Uh huh. 
there's the uh, assembler. Mm-hmm. There's guacai. Yep. Subset of guacai is. But then there's like there's also like a fourth person who's just like normal, right? Like what does just like the normal potluck person do? Meatloaf, casserole, casserole, meatloaf. I mean, I think I'm like thinking of a very fifties. I don't yeah. know. Something brings me back to that time. Three bean dip, huge, delicious. Yeah, is I that the also, same as five layer dip? Don't know. I would say it's like all in the same family. <laughs> three beans, five layers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Check out three, like twenty six fifty, twenty three. Th- sure. Yeah, that yep, checks right. out. <laughs> but I feel like wait. Oh well. I also don't want to have a potluck at my house. P.S. I've never had a potluck. But I don't want to have a potluck at my house and then have people bring over their Tupperware or their dish and say, you just wash it and get it back to me. I'm like, no. No, no, no. You take your dish with you at the end of the night. I don't want it. But what are people's thoughts on that? If there's a lot left over and it's really good, then I think, like, that's a generous thing to do. Absolutely. Be like, you hosted, you enjoy the rest of my queso dip. Right. But if you, <laughs> but you know, but you know what? Let's say you have twelve people over and everybody brings something, and there's a lot of leftovers. You may left be holding. You be maybe left holding a whole lot of leftovers. Yeah. Well, I guess you can just sort of disseminate them among the among the twelve. It makes me think that maybe someone who <laughs> really into the logistics of this. Yeah, I'm also like fridge space. I yeah. think someone like me or you that would be completely overwhelming. But maybe like throwing a friend a potluck who's like recently had a child so that way like you make too much of everything and then they can save the leftovers for mm-hmm. that would That's be nice. nice so just like force a party upon their house well sort of <laughs> someone like, with an infant i feel like a nice friendly thing like after people like shiva or wakes and right. stuff often mm-hmm. or potluck yes ish and you're right that's sort of exactly what they do which is really nice all right i've got another personality type yes the person who brings a from a grocery store, like a, a generic grocery store, in the same wrapping as the grocery store, like has not replayed it, a thing of like a round thing of shrimp cocktail oh. that like maybe is expired and maybe has like gotten warm on the way there, and it's just mm-hmm. like oh. no, no oh. one wants that. Oh. oh, that no, that's even worse than tostitos, and just in that guys. plastic thing. I was. Th- I thought you were going to say crudite. Oh, and that too. Yep. That's the same. That's the same, same person. person. Where the the carrots are basically white on the outside. Yep. Yeah. Because they're so dry. And it's in a plastic cup. Yep. And they have that dip with the foil top that's specifically for it, shaped to those dishes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? It might be the same person who brings like the grocery store meat and cheese. I don't mind that cube cheese. I'm not going to lie. That's the Midwestern army. I Give me some cubes of pepper jack. Just throw them oh, in my mouth. I love a cube cheese. There's a photo of me in Louisville, Kentucky, crouched next to an entire platter like the size of my midsection. Is that in Louisville? Yeah. Of just cube There's cheese. There's not a cheese or cheese colors. product that I wouldn't eat. That's a, an area that I am not very choosy. That's an area you excel in. I can do a craft single. What is so? What is your? You don't have a signature. It sounds like it sounds like you'll just sort of play around. I decided. It, I mean, I think I decided a long time ago that I was. You know, I do cook for myself, but I'm not like a. I'm not a big experimenter. Mm-hmm. I I now I've sort of discovered food later in life, like the enjoyment. It was kind of in Louisville, actually. That was the first time I had oysters. Like it's the gift it, I give to people. It really was. Part, you were part of the birth of that. 
But I, I decided I was going to get three things, like really, like I was going to become really good at three things. And I was like, what are those three things going to be? And I decided they were quiche, wow. chocolate chip cookies, mm-hmm. and, and bread. What? Wait, you chose like two really hard things. Well, I decided that they're, well, they're things that also, if you kind of fuck them up, that they're actually still good. Fair. Like they can always be like you can have a chocolate chip cookie and it's and you like miss something and it's like well there's still chocolate you can right. have you can fuck up a quiche and there's still cheese in it yes yeah and even if it's burnt it's like crispy that's true and bread you can just dip in anything wait tell me about your bread journey you made the bread or you brought some bread no to, I think he's saying that you he made no bread. I make bread yeah oh. no yeah what kind of bread do you make. I make, you know, if I have time, I will do, like, a sourdough starter, and I'll, like, take the time. But I'm also a fan of quick breads. You know, they're the ones that you don't really have to wait to rise, and you can do. And, you know, and I wow. did—I went through a—I bre- think we all experimented with a gluten-free phase. Yeah, mm-hmm. we sure did. Um, uh, mine was brief, but it <laughs> existed. And I made some gluten-free breads, which were never as, never as good. Yeah, yeah. What so okay? You make your own sourdough starter. What did you learn? How like YouTube tutorials? And- no, that's what I did. Is I just Googled one that I was like, what can what can you do? With just like right now, bread. Yeah, and it's always satisfying. Like even if it's wow. not like a great bread, like hot warm bread that you just made. Slap some butter on yeah. it. A little bit of mold and sea salt. And it, it really feels I, – I haven't made one, but I can imagine that it feels, like, kind of magical because you are taking, like, powders and making a salt. You know, you're yeah. really transforming mm-hmm. an ingredient. Not yeah. ingredients, but that's some serious alchemy. Yeah. It feels like, you know, yeah. like, wow. Because I was actually thinking if I wasn't chip girl, I think I'd want to be bread girl. But I was just imagining myself buying a bunch of different loaves, not – Making it, which oh. is embarrassing to say out loud on this podcast. No, not no. if you get really good bread. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think really good bread elevates everything to. Yeah, I'm scared if I was throwing a pot, uh, potluck and someone came over and, and Mike, if you were like, I'm gonna bring some bread that I made. I'm scared that I would say like, oh, you know, actually, you could just pick up from like She Wolf. That'd be great. Oh, you would nace <laughs> it. You would nace it. I'm just like such a control freak that I get. That's why I don't think I throw potlucks because I'd like, oh. I would just end up telling everyone, like sending people recipes Same. depending on what I thought they were capable of. See, this goes back to you guys would have a theme, and I generally would like, I think, feel like my theme would always be like international. <laughs> you know, so that. <laughs> Yeah, literally, you could bring so many emails from me being like, okay, so when you say international, let's talk about this. Who's bringing, (laughs) is there going to be an assortment? Like, is everybody bringing chicken? Because that seems like it might be, you know? Yeah. But but I like the way you think. It's very nice and free form. It's accommodating. (laughs) See, I guess I would be okay with like multiple chicken dishes in different forms. But then I just feel like I always need a veg. I just love veg so much. Maybe we can uh, talk about craft services for a second. Oh. Yeah, sure. man, I love craft services. Oh, me too. Just yesterday, a friend of ours is um, directing and producing a, an, an ultra low budget short film, and he emailed me, being like, "How do I make good food for people for three days on mm. fi- for five hundred dollars?" And I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." That's, <laughs> no, I sent him a good yeah, yeah, but it's really hard, and I because part of me was like. Pizza, like you were just saying. And Sophie and I have talked about before how we feel like we have gone, you know, 
down such a culinary rabbit hole for so long and learned all these things that were like turning back around and being like, oh my God, no, it's so good. Pizza. You could always just have pizza. But then the rest of the, the majority of the world is just like, no, we're listening to you guys because we don't want pizza. Right. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to order pizza. We have pizza. pizza all the time. Right. Well, Remember? Yeah, but, but pizza, <laughs> it's a really good option. Remember in elementary school when they would have like, usually it would be like a plastic cylindrical thing and they would fill it with some kind of like puff ball like once like if a class did something good or someone did something good and they put a puff ball in and then like when you got to the top the like top prize would be pizza Pizza party and it would the incentivization that that created even though it was like we're all kids like we had pizza pretty regularly (laughs) but the idea that they would you would win that pizza I mean, I remember the exact taste of the pizza parties that we used to have in oh. lower school. There's oh. nothing sweeter. That and also, oh, man, like a taco. Like To me, school lunch tacos are the greatest ever. I love a hard shell, bright yellow hard shell taco, mm. weird ground beef slash strange meat. Yeah. Really Like a picadillo cheese. taco. Oh, my God. Yeah. So great. We had pizza that was the like we had the lunch trays, and there was like a a pizza that would I think was specifically engineered to fit like one <laughs> the size of one of the compartments on the tray. Wow. It was That's square. Real. Wow. That's the Jamie Oliver innovation. <laughs> and I would always ask for the burnt one because the cheese would be like leather cheese, yeah. and then it would have like a little yeah. crunch to it. That's like um, oh. Detroit style pizza or something when it's kind of. Baked into a pan, and the cheese and the crust at certain edges like it's become one. one. Oh. Wait, but um, back to Pollock. Yes, back to Pollock. Yeah. No, no, go because I was also going to ask a Pollock question. You know what I could get down with, hmm. like a because we're debating right theme, no theme. What if you did like a competition Pollock? What if it's like a chill? You know, my parents are like a chili off. So that's fun. That well, that's great because you mm-hmm. can do a chili mm-hmm. cook-off where everybody else brings a chili, and all you right. do is. Is the toppings? Yeah, <gasps> I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say, and you get to try it and be the judge, and no one else does. <laughs> that too. But imagine because you're like, if you're hosting, yeah, and you great. say, okay, everybody brings a chili, and you that means you do the sour, you do the sour cream, you you know, you get out the onions, the scallions, the cheese, all of the stuff. But you leave, maybe you do a big rice, but everybody else brings a chili. That's, That's such a really fun. Great. I love that. Maybe that you do a down. coleslaw to like. Make, bring in a little I bit would crunch. shrink from that challenge. Really? It would, yeah, it would. Cre- I think I'd just roll over and. Oh, l- no. and I love chili. Okay, but what if, <laughs> if you won, you got a pizza party? Whoa! <laughs> now you're talking. It's you know it's weird. I think that would still work even in like an adult workplace situation. Totally. If 100%. they're like even if you worked at like Goldman Sachs. It's like people who just make gobs and gobs of yeah. make money out of nothing. If you were like, guys, if you steal money from more poor people enough this month, you're going to get a pizza party. And all those financial sharks are like, we got to do this, man. Everyone's yeah. sleeping at the yeah. office tonight. Yeah. 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 Oh Let's evict more people than we did last month. And then we'll get pepperoni. Yeah. Yeah. Pepperoni, that's a real added bonus. Oh, you know what could be a great added, added, added bonus? 
Remember at pizza parties sometimes for dessert you would also have those little cups of ice cream? Oh, yeah. That were vanilla with like a liquid. The, somehow the chocolate would stay liquidy mm-hmm. and it was like a swirl. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. With a mm-hmm. peel-off little um, like aluminum top. I mean, this is – we talk all the time about wanting to do like a 90s kids party where it's basically just – you order in a bunch of pizzas, maybe you get those, maybe you do like some froze fruits or something else. Ooh, that wow, wow, this wow, is wow. a great potluck idea. <gasps> and it actually, it creates room for the guac guys of the world. It does. It does. To really, to really shine. Like they could win in that situation because if you were like, it's a 90s themed, you know, kids party. They could get those little individually wrapped ice creams at the bodega and win. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point of it is like it's gushers, it's fruit by the foot. Yeah. Nobody stood at home making fruit leather in their dehydrator. You like had to go to Walmart and find the right snack. And get fruit by the foot. I love fruit by or the foot. Or fruit roll ups. So Remember the ones yeah. that had tattoos in them? Like where you could like, mm-hmm. there was a fruit roll up. That you could press onto your, which is so not hygienic, <laughs> I'm not realizing. But you could, like, press onto your skin and it would create, like, a sugar oh, tattoo. Oh, sure, yeah. And yeah. I remember you would, like, try to peel out, like, the yeah, snoopy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. And then there was always the kid who would just, like, put it, <laughs> roll into one big ball and just, I like, eat that, it. I, I would kid. always. Really? I'd be, like, savor it. I would always roll mine around my finger so it looked like I had a really long. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, did you guys ever actually string out string cheese? I just like oh, chopped down. I still string it out. I still I string it. it out. Oh, yeah. no, I can't wait. It's not enough cheese. Like one <laughs> string of it is not enough <laughs> cheese. What would you guys bring to the 90s kids pilot party? I would make Velveeta mac and cheese shells. Okay. But you add, you get some like little grape tomatoes. You slice them in half. And you put those in and some Tabasco. That was like oh. my favorite oh, that snack. Good. That or like dance. You know, I would eat the shit came. out of that. It was like one of, one of the first things I cooked. It was like, wow. I also I used that. to melt American cheese on <laughs> little halves of potatoes. Oh. Deluxe. I mean, deluxe. Yeah. Melt them in the microwave. What would yours be? Well, here's the thing I'd have to decide, but I think I would get Lunchables. But I would get the pizza ones. The pizza lunchables where you're like, which now now I'm thinking about, I'm like, this is terrible. It was like cold pizza. Yeah. It was like a flat, almost pita-like flatbread. And then there was like sauce in a packet that you squeezed out. But those were the ones I would beg my mom to get. What would you, what would you make, Soph? Uh, Well, I, I wasn't allowed to eat junk food when I was a kid. So I would definitely be the. I would bring the fruit by the foot. Like, I would want to bring all the junk foods that I didn't get enough of. So I would bring fruit by the foot, gushers. Oh, God, I love a gusher. I would maybe, like, make some quesadillas just because I think there's nothing better than flour, tortilla, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. A lot of, you know, shredded cheddar. Mm, so maybe I, like, bring quesadillas. Yes. And then I think, like, just to round it out for everybody, like, at the end, just a piece of really dark chocolate. Which, like, that takes away a little bit from the 90s, but I feel like it's a palate cleanser. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no I, you had that? me. You had me. And then I felt like the, it was not on brand. I want, But I know it's on brand for me, though, as a kid. All right. If she's bringing her, her, her grape-saturated mac and cheese. Tomato. Grape-tomato. I thought you were saying grapes. No. And I was like, whoa, that sounds crazy. Oh, no. no. Grape-tomato. Like Got a little, it. yeah. 
If okay. we're going like personal, real, super personalized 90s, mine would be like a box of product 19 cereal. Do you remember that cereal? No. It was Kellogg's. It was a red box, and it just had the li- literally the big number nineteen. It was called product. It sounds like a like very socialist yeah, cereal. It does, like it does. this like, is the cereal that everyone will eat. <laughs> product nineteen, only the essential vitamins that you need to. Yeah, um, that was like a pit. That was like an East German. No, I liked it. Dialect. Yeah. Um, I mean, for our last question. Do you have anything else you want to say? Well, I had a cocktail idea for the 90s. <gasps> say it. Party was just, okay, remember when you would go to like the 7-Eleven or whatever and you'd do what they called a suicide, a horrible name, but a suicide where you'd mix all the sodas? Yeah. Nope. What a perfect cocktail idea. Well, the way I first got drunk was we called it a suicide, which was my friend just took liquor from every bottle in her parents' cabinet oh. and put them into water bottles. See, that I would ex I would get like, upsetting. I would just get like a vodka and then I'd mix that with yeah. every kind of with, soda. Yeah, that's yeah. that's cute. Yeah. Ideally, I would like an icy, you know, like a bright blue slushy. Yeah. Ooh, and you drink it with a sour punch straw. Woo! Oh, I might also bring sour belts. As a and I, what are sour belts? What they're like sour straws, but like flat. They usually like you buy them in a bulk candy store. Yeah, oh. they might be rainbow. Yeah, I'm familiar. Not always. Yeah, but right, delicious you get watermelon. I love a sour um, green apple. But also, you could do since we were kids a Shirley Temple, like a drunken Shirley Temple. Ooh. So just like add but a little I bit like, of vodka. If it's a summer party, though, I love like. A slushy, a slushy or a yeah. slurpee. Part of it is basically just you could have this party at a gas station. <laughs> it's like you don't need to have it. You know what I mean? It's like you can just get all of the snacks That's and then just sit have. on the hood of your you car. Have to rent out this the- is really all coming back full circle, though, to me and you sitting eating candy. That is, oh my gosh, we got there. We went to Walgreens. I remember that's where we would get all all of our Easter candy. That was the place to shop. I mean, that's where you got everything. And Walgreens in Louisville, Kentucky, you can buy liquor. Yep. There. It's a fantastic place. So last question is, what's the... What's the greatest dinner party you've ever been to or hosted? Or maybe we should get specific and say potluck, but up to you. I was in Greece. I was on the island of Crete. And my very good friend, Sophia, Mm -hmm. uh... Had has family, Greek family there, and we had this meal that was everything just from their backyard, Ugh. and it was entirely vegetable. Single veg- tear. It yeah. was. It made me cry. I mean, it was so beautiful. It smelled. They had you know olive trees oh and grape God. trees, and and they did this like kind of like beautiful fried eggplant thing. The most incredible, just like Greek salad that was like cucumbers and tomatoes and feta from their goats. Oh I mean, it was a, it was an emotional meal. Yeah. Beautiful. Perfect, perfect cap off to that 90s potluck. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. So fun. A good time. Thank you so much to Micah for coming on. To Ad Large. To Rebecca Cobert, our producer, to New Neighborhood. And Colin Schmeling, our fantastic editor. What would we do without you? (laughs) And thank you, Micah, for coming on. Uh, Remember, you can watch his show, The Right Stuff. It's coming out soon. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Remember to rate the pod if you love the pod. And follow us on Instagram at Having a Night. Cheers.